You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor and make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via, via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We've got the state game. We have to go over the rivalry week <laughs> a little bit lopsided after Saturday's matchup. Mac Brown's post-game presser, we'll talk about that. And then Sam Howell talking a little trash talk when it came to the NC State's um, motivational video. So let's get into that and how we can just move on to our next, <laughs> okay? Because obviously NC State did not come to play. Hope you all had a great weekend. Hope you got to see some great college football. More importantly, you got to spend some time with your fam or what have you, and you were just enjoying that beautiful Carolina weather. If you got the opportunity to travel to Chapel Hill to see the heels in action, I hope you were safe, wore your mask, all that good stuff. If you've had the chance to see them live already, please hit me up at Candace D. Cooper. Let me know how things have changed in Keenan Stadium, how it's either more enjoyable or a little bit frantic, as you know, we're trying to social distance but still enjoy our Tar Heels. Now, Carolina and State squared up for their 110th time Saturday in a game that marked just the third occurrence that both, both teams are ranked nationally in a head-to-head meeting. Number 14, Carolina beat number 23, NC State, 48-21. to This blowout snaps a three-game home losing streak to the Wolfpack, for the Wolfpack. Carolina dominated the first half, but only had 17-7 lead at the half, which a lot of people were, you know, on edge a bit because Carolina usually keeps people in games, and that's all State would have needed to feel confident. Some of the first half takeaways, you know, Carolina was leading with 126 to 28 total yards, 106 to 7 passing yards, and it seemed as though Bailey Hockman just couldn't find his rhythm from NC State, and it was evident as we saw on the opening drive and continuing on. He ended up getting benched throughout the game, but certainly it was a frustrating day for that young man and getting to see their incoming fr- or their freshman uh is it Ben Finley out there was an opportunity to see what Carolina or NC State's future might be, but it certainly has to figure out that quarterback situation and figure it out quickly. Now it was closer than it should have been in the first half, but Carolina's continued to get to get together and they never let up offensively Carter and Williams once again, combined for more than 300 all purpose yards. And today they totaled 336 with count with Carter accounting for 176 and 160 for Javante all on the ground, doing the groundwork that they normally do. They have got to be the best dynamic duo in college football. Only because I say that, it's not like, oh, one person, you know, always outshines the other. They really feed off each other's energy. And if somebody is having an off day, like we saw Michael Carter do during Florida State game, Javante's right there picking it up. And that is certainly what they did today. The dynamic backfield has hit the 300-plus mark in all-purpose yards in three of the last five games this season. Javante forced 17 missed tackles on runs versus NC State. 
which was most in a game so far this season. Deami Brown had seven receptions today, which were a career high for him. Got to eat. He had one touchdown that was just right at his fingertips. Unfortunately, dropped the pass, but it was still a solid day for the receiver. Howell finished 18 of 29 with 252 yards and a touchdown. He has moved into fifth place all-time in career passing yards at Carolina. It only took him 18 games to do so. So if, was, if there was ever a time of feeling that we wanted to have a Carolina quarterback that was going to lead us to victory and lead us, you know, lead the new culture shift that is Carolina football, Sam Howell has certainly been it. Now, one pain point that I think Sam Howell could work on would certainly be to get rid of that ball. I know he's looking for the big play. I'm sure he's eyeing for Deomir Daz downfield. Maybe even the check down, Javante and Michael are not open. But however, it's something about holding on to that ball where, yes, you have a patient pocket. And we talk about how he does well in patient pocket. But after a while, your O-line is still going to be the Carolina O-line that we've seen of old. Right? They can only do but so much and hold off a holding call for but for so long. So Sam has to get rid of the ball. He can't sit around and wait. Live to see another play. At the end of the day, clearly we had a comfortable lead. It wasn't the greatest at the time that he made some pretty questionable decisions, but live to see another play. Overall, I think he did a great job. Per usual, Sam is certainly on the track of getting back to where he was from his freshman year. Now, defensively, Carolina had forced just two turnovers coming into this game, but recorded their first multiple takeaway game of the season with three interceptions and a fumble recovery. Perhaps more importantly, while forcing four turnovers, the Tar Heels didn't surrender any turnovers themselves. So great ball protection, you know, having the opportunity to have some takeaways and capitalizing on those takeaways with points, which is cool. You know, after all we've said this past season when we see them, the pick two or we see pick sixes or we see interceptions without a pick six or we see interceptions without the offense capitalizing on the points. It was great to finally see that all come together for the Tar Heels. Mind you, I don't think that State's team is the greatest when it comes to trying to What's the proper word I'm looking for? I don't think that NC State's team is a reflection of, yes, we're back on track to being great. I think that we just, you know, showed up today. I do think NC State had an off day and what we're not used to seeing of them this past season. But I would like to see Carolina do this against some more prominent teams and still feel like they're making them pay for their mistakes. But I've been saying it all season. I needed to see them capitalize off turnovers and we finally got it today one special one obviously was Don Chapman who grabbed one of the three interceptions on an incredibly athletic play in the end zone a busted coverage that left a Wolfpack receiver alone in the end zone but he juggled the catch and Chapman came flying through the air to snag the ball now I figured okay we're just gonna drop it live to see another play but Don whatever Spider-Man senses he was feeling that day got it done and you know that was a key turnover key momentum shift because NC State was certainly going to be back in that ball game now after two weeks of a less than typical numbers we've seen from him Chas Surratt had a special day on Saturday he was responsible for two of the takeaways one of the picks and forced fumbles that led the team with eight tackles six solo and had one sack and tackle for a loss we have been talking about Chaz being quiet he hasn't been the Chaz of old and a lot of that um, mainly we saw talking to Locked On Wolfpack 
Kenton Gibbs on Friday. We talked about how Chaz now has film on him and guys know what to expect, how he tackles, how we can wrap him up. And before you didn't know what you were getting. And now you understand this is an elite level defenseman that you have to be aware of at all times. So it was great to finally see him get back in his rhythm in that regard and finally have a good day. And of course, when we wrap up and think about rivalries, you know, Carolina State, it's always going to be the team where you just, the ugly stepbrother you have to beat, whether or not your season's going bad or good. It's the team that you have to get the W for because it has a lot of implications. I think that Dorn had to beat us this weekend because nobody wanted to say that your 4-1 and one season is a fluke. Because when you get beat and beat handedly, then people started to question, did you actually see success, see success? Or are you depending on a couple good guys having a couple, you know, close calls and it just went in your favor for that day I do think that NC State was sorely missing Devin Leary and the conversation would be completely different had he been out there I anytime that you have to bench a quarterback bring him back in because the backup is doing bad it makes for a long day for sure offensively and it's just time for NC State to find that rhythm when it comes to their offense I'm just glad they didn't find it on Saturday and that's just what that is so Carolina again takes a win and we move on and get ready for Virginia going into this week but do you ever feel like you're always on same. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes I just need to celebrate responsibly. That's when I reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filter, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's, a, it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. It doesn't matter what team or sport is playing. Coors Light from Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, is the official beer of watching any sport or team especially my Tar Heels just when I need to drink. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind so when you want to hit that reset reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retirement from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit, but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Bill Bar. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health-conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. I believe that this is the best podcast when it comes to talking about Carolina athletics. More importantly, you get daily episodes, which means you always get to know what is going on in Carolina world. So make sure you download, subscribe to that, leave reviews. Let's talk about it. Follow on Twitter at Candace D. Cooper or Locked on Heels. Now, we obviously had to talk to Mac Brown and his thoughts following Saturday's game against NC State, 48-21 win for the Carolina Tar Heels. He had three or four good takeaways that I wanted to mention from his presser saying, it was a clean game. Quote, I'm proud of our boys. I want to applaud State and Coach Doran and their assistants because I thought it was a clean game. A lot of times this game can be chippy, and a lot of pushing and shoving and late hits and fighting, and there wasn't any of that that I can tell at all. So I thought credit to both teams that handled their emotions well and did things the way that we were supposed to do, end quote. 
absolutely agree with this because normally we see somebody's fighting, somebody's getting a targeting call, somebody's getting frustrated with life, somebody's just having a bad day and taking it out on the opponent and it never ends well. And I think for the first time, especially with everything going on with COVID, nobody wanted to be up in, up in anybody's grill. <laughs> That's what was appreciated. The guys came out, hard fought battle. Obviously when it was going more lopsided, you start to bring in different groups and it just wasn't the Carolina State rival we've normally seen. I personally think that having more fans always helps the energy of things because sway one way or the other. And I'm sure some of those Wolfpack fans were dying to be in Keenan Stadium and just give, you know, Coach Dorn and the guys a good vibe. But it just didn't quite work out like that. It was pretty much Carolina all day, all through. Because Carolina led with the opening drive, which is Carolina of old. They didn't do that with Florida State. They struggled in the first half. They tried to get themselves back in the game. But Carolina did, once again, stumble in the second quarter. What I don't know what it is about second quarters for Carolina, but for whatever reason, they want to give their opponent the opportunity to get back in the game. And that is certainly what NC State had the opportunity to do. Unfortunately, as they went to the half, it was just all Carolina all day long. Now, number two takeaway that I have from Mac Brown one game right now, in my estimation, doesn't lead to another as much as it used to. It's the team that plays the best Saturday, and all of us think we know who's going to win and all that. My thing on Coach Brown saying this is, obviously, Carolina thought they were the top five in the country going into Florida State, and they got humbled, right? He didn't believe that they were a top five talented team, but with all the hype, you know, whatever, you got in your head and he couldn't exactly get the guys to come back to earth for a second. And so they got popped in the mouth. And he really harped on the fact that shoulda, woulda, couldas are just not possible in college football. Well, anything in life, really. But more importantly, you can't just say, I wish I would have done this better. That's the time to do it better, right? If you want to be a top 10 team, a top 10 talent, you're going to have to do that week in and week out, lock and load and reload. It's going to have to be more consistent for Carolina. Obviously, what we saw on Saturday versus NC State is what we should have seen from Florida State, because as we all know, Florida State got mollywopped by Louisville (laughs) in their game this weekend. And it just felt frustrating because, again, Carolina guys know that that one got away from them. And when it's all said and done and they look back on the season, that could have been an 11-0. Like I predicted, it won't be that. It'll be a 10-1 because they just couldn't show up and they got too caught up in the moment. Now, also, let's talk about noon games. I think Carolina does much better when they just wake up and go versus have to sit around all day in their feelings, what have you. So I'm hoping for the rest of the season we get 3.30 or higher for our games. Number three, Mac Brown's presser. The offensive line is no longer the Achilles heel, and it's evident by the run game. 100% agree. Again, we go back to Javante Williams and Michael Carter having an excellent game, combining for more than 300 all-purpose yards, and they had 336 on the day, 176 for Carter, 160 for Williams. You don't get that by just being someone who patiently waits behind your offensive line. You get that by being very diligent and running through some guys, but it helps when you have a quarterback who's willing to pancake block for you. And that's exactly what Sam Howell did on Saturday. He's a, He likes to take some hits. I wish he would learn how to slide a little bit better, but he likes to be in the trenches with everyone else. And that's certainly what he did. And obviously Javante is king of running people over. And we saw that plenty steamrolling all over NC State Wolfpack on Saturday. 
final tech final takeaway I've had. UNC is now back down to earth. We were way too full of ourselves, Mac Brown said, in my opinion, the first half against FSU, and I told them they wish they had it back. So again, yes, like I said, it's an opportunity to get better. We saw NC State as someone who we could ha- well we have to take seriously. Their four and one record showed that. They've obviously had a different quarterback situation and Devin Leary getting hurt. So, yes, it wasn't going to be the same NC State. However, that defense was showing up. You saw a Peyton Wilson trying to struggle through, and he just did not have the same wheels that we're used to seeing. And the injury bug has just really crippled NC State in the past three to four years. However, you got to go with who you got. you got to play with who's in front of you, and that's what Carolina did. So kudos to them for getting it done and making sure that they capitalize on this opportunity so we can keep the ball rolling. I have a question for you guys. Do you really think that Carolina State is a rivalry? I would love to know your thoughts on this because a lot of times – you know, we talk about Carolina Duke basketball as like the oldest rival, one of the oldest rivalry in sports or the biggest rivalry, greatest rivalry ever in college sports or sports in general. But when it comes to Carolina and NC State football, do you guys feel like that it's a rivalry? I sometimes do because I think the players do. I think the players hate losing to NC State. And I think that in the, the day you want to be everybody in the triangle. And I think they feel just as much as harshly as they do towards Duke. But I would love fans to tell me at Locked on Heels how you feel about NC State and if it's just one of those, if we win, great. If it's, if we don't, we'll be just fine. Because I don't think that's how it goes over there in Raleigh. I do believe that NC State puts a lot of pressure on this Carolina game. And I honestly feel that if NC State does not perform well by towards the end of the season, if they don't rally it back, it's going to be a conversation about Doran. Because, yes, you start 4-1, but you got to beat Carolina. You have to beat Carolina at the end of the day. That's just what, to me, NC State is part of their, like, clause whenever they hire anybody on their athletic squad. So that's just my opinion on that. But as we wrap up the final thoughts of Carolina State game, we need to break down just how important this game was for the Tar Heels and the motivation that apparently Sam Howell and company seem to feel off of NC State's video next on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. Final thoughts of the day. Priceless Jim, we've got Sam Howell obviously taking offense to that NC State emotional, emotional video as we saw what's really a ram to a wolf, all that good stuff. And, you know, the wolves are trying to come and be this dominant figure. Sam pretty much said, obviously, we saw what a ram can do to a wolf this day, period. And I'm just like, okay, energy quarterback. We don't ever hear Sam Howell talk about any rivalry. We never hear Sam Howell talk junk about another team. So I was like, okay, Sam Howell, he's done being talked junk about. And I think that comes off that Florida State game because they were trying to put a warrant out for this man. And he certainly felt every hit that he took against Florida State. But on Saturday, it seemed like Sam was back to having that confidence that we're used to him seeing that we're used to seeing. It looked like Sam was back in his rhythm, which is what we're going to need as we finish out the rest of the conference season. Because if we're gonna go into Carolina or going into a possible matchup against Clemson, Carolina is going to have to have their confidence back. Obviously Clemson keeps rolling over everybody in sight, <laughs> but I think it's an opportunity for Carolina to really show itself and prove itself worthy of being in that top five conversation. I don't count in Notre Dame. I know a lot of people like Notre Dame. I don't care. I hope we beat the bricks off of them. I get frustrated that we even include them in the ACC. I think they're the 
stepbrother who has all the money growing up and then all of a sudden decides like oh I want to come back to home and like help take care and get better because I need things didn't go right for me in the 2020 season COVID or anything like that so let me get back into the conference like no you don't get to be in the conference go figure out how you're going to be an independent school all the time you want all this tv money go figure out how to find yourself some games but that's just my Notre Dame rant Notre Dame rant of the day so all right let me get back Carolina has gone over 550 total yards against NC State, marking the first time since at least 1971 the Tar Heels have churned out that many yards in three straight games. So running all over NC State's defense. In fact, Carolina had such a comfortable lead within 11 minutes remaining in the game. Coach Brown gave Sam Howell, Michael Carter, Javante Williams, and many other starters the rest of the day off. We saw backups come in. We saw guys get new opportunities. We saw Josh Downs have his first touchdown of the season, which was so nice. You know, we just saw a lot of guys step up in places where there were opportunities to shine. And it was just a beautiful Saturday win for Carolina. And overall, again, I'm happy for the guys. I think that they needed a bounce back win where they weren't going to ever take state lightly. But at the same time, they had to remember who they are. And I think while Carolina, you know, sometimes gets a little overconfident, they're learning to have swag, but back up said swag. And I think that's going to be the critical piece for Carolina football moving forward. Like, it's fine to have the confidence. It's fine to know you're great. Obviously, the numbers show that. But can you do that week in and week out with good teams? that's the question that you need to ask yourselves. Can you do that on a consistent basis? Yes, you're feeling all the hype, the love, the Jordan brand, all that good stuff. That's cool. But can you do it when it counts? Can you go down to a Tallahassee, Florida, and show up and show out? You know, Can you go over to a Notre Dame and make sure that you stomp over them too? Right? Can you go to a Virginia and make sure that you are not just having an off, one-off shoot? Because yes, while we do know that the Coastal is crazy, we don't have time for craziness in 2020 as if we haven't experienced it enough so I'm gonna need Carolina to ensure that they are still focused they have the confidence back but they don't let it get to their heads (laughs) and we can move accordingly so as we mentioned on this week's show we're gonna have a couple guests we're going to talk to some people and break down how they felt about the Carolina State game more importantly how we are looking towards our next we'll break down that team and what their thoughts are Carolina on obviously we got to give our key observations and make sure we have five things we're taking away as we go into Saturday's game. Got to drop the playlist. So if you have added to the playlist at Locked on Heels, let me know what songs you enjoyed hearing on Saturday most. And we'll keep this thing rolling. So I appreciate you guys for listening once again. And make sure you are staying safe out there. You are washing your hands. You're staying social distant. All that good stuff. All right. Have a great Monday. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels. Your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.